Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Your Relationship With podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Snow. Hey, did you know? (laughs) Oh, I'm cracking myself up today because I have recorded like 20 of these intros in a row. So I feel like I'm just saying the same thing over and over again. Anyway, did you know that I am also the founder of the Powerful Women Rising community? It is an amazing group. I designed it to be exactly what I wish I would have had when I was first getting started and building my business. So it is a group of amazing, smart, driven, positive women who want to support each other in starting and growing their businesses and taking them to the next level. So we have all kinds of things in the community. We have mastermind calls, um, copywriting calls co-working calls, expert-led classes on all sorts of things. It's really, really a powerful community, and I would love to have you be a part of it. So I will put the link in the show notes because we are currently accepting new members, and I would love to see you there. I also have a virtual speed networking event that I run every month, and it is always amazing and super fun. So I will put the link for that in the show notes as well if you want to register and come join us next month. All right, without further ado, let's get into today's episode, because today we are talking to Christine Corcoran about making money consistently. Wouldn't that be nice? (laughs) Isn't that, wouldn't that be lovely? People listening to this, like, what? That's a possibility? (laughs) So Christine is a business mindset master coach. She's a speaker, she's a podcast host, and she's a creator of the Thrive Retreat and Elevated Transform Your Worth Money and Business Program. Christine is a qualified practitioner in master neurolinguistic programming, matrix therapies, and an M-braining practitioner with an extensive study of human behavioral profiling, hypnotherapy, and leadership coaching. So she knows all the reasons that you do all the things and don't even know it. What she really specializes in is doing that deep subconscious work in releasing limiting beliefs and self-sabotaging behaviors so that you can up-level your results in your business, your income, and your impact. So I'm super excited to share with you my interview today with Christine. Hello, Christine. Welcome to the podcast. Oh, thanks so much for having me, Melissa. I'm so excited to be here. Yes, I'm so excited to have you on. We were just talking before I hit record about what an awesome topic this is, making wealth consistently. It is such a challenge for so many women in business. So I'm excited to dig into that with you. Before we get started, tell everybody just a little bit about you and what you do and your own relationship with making money consistently. Sure. So I started my business about seven years ago now. And uh, before that, I was actually working in a corporate role, working with women in business to help them take their business to the next level. And what our focus was in the corporate company was very focused on strategy. And what I was finding is that some women would take that strategy and run with it and do really well with it. And then other women that I worked with found that really challenging. And so I would see them in a month later and they had done nothing. And I was like, what is going on? Why is it working for some and not everyone? Yeah. And 
first for myself was a little bit frustrated about that. So I was like, well, what, what is it that I'm not doing? And so I went and I actually started looking at studying human behavior to understand what makes people tick, what makes people do what they do and not do what they want to do and what drives them, what motivates them. And that's when I heard about this thing called coaching. And so I started to explore this, explore neuroscience and neurolinguistic programming and like hypnosis and all of these types of elements, because I got so obsessed with, with the brain and what makes us tick and what makes us do what we do. Yeah. And so that I started implementing that with women that I was working with, saw amazing results. And I was like, this is the best. I just want to do this. And that's when I stepped away from my corporate role after building up my business alongside it. And now I am a business mindset coach for women in business to help them take their business to the next level. So I love to work with women who are stressed and overwhelmed and are frustrated with where they're at. And they just want to take it to the next level, but they know that they're getting in their own way. So I help them unlock all their blocks, all their fears, all their limiting beliefs and shift all of that and create that next level vision for their business and help them start actively taking massive action towards it. That's awesome. And you're for all of those reasons, you're the perfect person to talk about making money consistently because there's so many like hidden agendas and things going on in our subconscious and all of these things, right? Like I think most women who have been in business for, I would say more than six months or a year have had the experience of I'm doing all of the things. I hired the coach. I watched, you know, I paid for the course about how to build a funnel. I built my funnel. I learned how to market. Like I'm doing everything. So why is it not working? Yeah, hundred percent. Like you literally just described the conversation I had with someone yesterday. <laughs> yeah. It's a very common conversation. Very common. And look, there's going to be multiple factors to that. But when it comes to money, I think one of the biggest things, and I, and I share this from not only the women that I work with, but also my own experience. So early on in my business, I found it challenging too. Like I, all of those fears and doubts, all of that frustration, like thinking that it, what, it must be different for other people because I'm doing all of the things that's not working for me. So what's wrong with me? Like I've had all of that. And when I started to explore the money aspect side of things, when it came to mindset, so I was obsessed with mindset, was doing all the stuff around self-sabotage and imposter syndrome and motivation and, and you know, uh, driving our behavior and all that type of thing. But then when I started to explore the ins and outs that came with money, I was so fascinated to see the impact that our relationship with money has on our business and our ability to receive and openly attract more money is impacted by our belief systems and our programming. And that's not something that just, you know, can be overcome in, you know, overnight. It's something that is more of a, it's a life, lifelong journey that we've had with money that then impacts how we then go into business. And when we start our business, all of our fears and doubts come up, right? It's like we're exposed and naked and everything is just brought to the surface. And so when it comes to like a couple of different factors with making consistent income, I always look at like, there's going to be obviously the practical side of the business side. One, it takes time. Like it absolutely takes time to build an audience, to get in front of the right people, to know who you really want to serve, to get clear on your ideal client, making sure that you're consistently showing up. Like there's so much when it comes to the beginnings of your business, having an irresistible offer. Like there's so many different things that go into play that I feel like those first couple of years is literally you trialing an error, that trial and error period that has to happen in order for you to get super clear on why you're doing what you're doing and who you really want to serve. Like you have to serve the clients that you don't want to, don't really want to serve to figure out that you don't want to serve them. Right? <laughs> yes. So, been there. Yeah. So there's a couple of different factors there. Like sometimes it's a, it's the business model as well. And I think that the hard thing there is there's so much 
chatter online. There's so many different forms of business models. There's everyone saying you should do membership, you should do a course, you should do a program, you should do one-on-one, like you should do all of these different things. You should have a product like all of the things. And then it's very confusing for yourself to be like, okay, but what do I do? Yeah. And so what I love about the mindset piece is really coming back to what's true for you because it can be, you know, any coach can tell you, you should be charging $10,000, but if you don't believe it within yourself, you are never going to sell a $10,000 package. Yeah. Right. You're absolutely going to doubt it. You're going to fear it. You are going to talk that person out of working with you because you don't believe that you have the value to offer for that amount. Like there will be so many belief systems that hold you back. So you've got to find what feels right for you and what you are a hundred percent sold on yourself because you have to believe in the value that you bring before anybody else will. And if you doubt it, other people will feel that insecurity and that uh, uncertainty and they won't buy from you. So there's a lot of that energy work that comes into it, the energetics around money, the energetics around your sales as well, like a sales factor. And I think that it's that that challenging part of those first few years where you actually are learning quite a few different skill sets and you are not mastering them all just yet. And that's Mm -hmm. okay, right? Mm -hmm. Like sales is a skill on its own. Marketing is a skill on its own. Like your bookkeeping and accounting is a skill on its own. Like what you actually do is the skill on its own. Like there's so many different hats. And I think that you want to be as kind to yourself as possible. And then also look at what you could be holding yourself back with when it comes to your mindset. Yeah, for sure. So you've touched on this a little bit already, but what are some of the most common reasons you see that women struggle with making money consistently? So the main three that I see are you're basically a limited business model. So they're actually not having a business model that can generate the income that they really want to generate, right? Uh, The other one is obviously a a relationship with money, a bad relationship with money, right? So I will talk about that in depth for you. And the other one is a sales strategy. So often, like we were saying actually before we even jumped on, that sometimes we have those experiences where you make $10,000 one month, which is amazing, and then the next month you make zero or very little and you're like what is with this roller coaster mm-hmm. you know my goes up and it's amazing and then it plummets and that always comes back to the consistent sales strategy because sometimes and I think the online space is really challenging with this too is like it gets like you know talked about so much around like you have to hit ten thousand dollar months and all of these types of things But it depends on also the strategy of what you're selling and the consistency of that and whether it's possible for you to sell that consistently, right? Because if it's reliant on you delivering the service one-on-one, it's very challenging to sell depending on what it is that you sell if you're doing that every single month because you may not have the capacity to be able to do that for one. And two, it's like often we'll have that like a launch strategy or something that, yes, it might be possible for you to earn $10,000 or $20,000 in a month. But you then have to deliver the program or whatever it is that you're selling for the next three months. So that means you didn't actually make $10,000 for the month. You made $10,000 for the three months. Right. Right. So it's like being conscious of that, that it's going to then impact your income next month and the month after because you're then going into delivery mode and you're no longer selling. So I think coming back to a consistent sales strategy and that doesn't necessarily mean launching. That's not what I mean. Is actually having a plan in place of what you're going to sell on a consistent basis and then what your marketing strategy is in order to generate those leads. Mm-hmm. So that consistent strategy and the consistent action that follows that. So one of the things that I see a lot of women do is that they create a little bit of a plan, but then they don't actually execute on it consistently. And so I was talking to a lady about this last month and she was like, 
you know, being January, like it's now February, was January, and she had had a really couple of slow months, December, January, and she'd taken a bit of time off and she'd come back to work and she was like, I'm freaking out. I don't know how I'm going to make money for my mortgage next month, like all of these things because she'd taken that time off but with no plan in place mm-hmm. to complete coming in. And I'm a firm believer that it takes a good 90 days for the execution of a sales plan to come through where you can actually harvest those leads. So I come from a farming background, so I love the analogy of like you're, there's a phase where you're planting seeds, then you're nourishing and nurturing those seeds, and then there's a part where you actually harvest. It's not often where you have a bunch of people who are ready to buy from you straight away. They need time to warm up to you. They need mm-hmm. time to trust you. And that takes a good period of time. And if you're consistent across the 90 days doing money generating activities, then you're more likely to consistently create that income. And so there's a program that I run. And one of the core things that we go through is money generating activities and the amount of women that just literally do not have a sales plan in place. They are fearful around sales. They don't want to be salesy, sleazy, pushy. And so then they avoid it at all costs which is then impacting the consistency of their income, right? They're just letting people come to them instead of actually having a plan in place to achieve. Yeah. And then obviously our relationship with money, which I can go into, but if you wanted to explore what I just said. (laughs) That was a lot. Um, (laughs) So let's talk, yes, let's talk about both of those things actually, because what I'm thinking when you're talking is, well, I'm thinking a lot of things, but one of the things I was thinking when you were talking about that is how many of these especially subconscious fears we have around making money. And it's so confusing like to listen to, I'm sure there's several people listening to this right now who are thinking like, I don't have any subconscious fears about making money. All I want is to make money. Like that's all I've been trying to do for the last six, 12, 24 months, right? So what are some of those fears that people have that they might not even know that they have that are affecting their relationship with money and with making it? Yeah. So there's a blend between the fears and the belief systems. So we have our whole life experience connected to money. And sometimes it's so subconscious if we've never explored it before, we don't actually realize where our limitations are coming through. And so you know, we have our childhood experiences and and that may be actually more of our parents' relationship with money that we see or it is implied. So it all depends on like what money was like in your household. Was it talked about? Was it not talked about? Was it shunned? Was it shamed? Like what was the relationship that your parents had with money and how did that impact your belief systems about money? Mm. So sometimes what can happen is we build a connection between money and stress. So if it caused fights in your parents' relationship, if it created drama, if it was like, you know, anytime your mom spent money, then your dad got upset, like it created this tension. So we actually develop these neural pathways between like money in the relationship and the connection, the conversation, then feeling like stress. And so then we develop that relationship and we continuously have a stressful relationship around money, right? Mm-hmm. Which then ability to manage it and make it. Then we go into our adolescence and we may have, or our early uh, adulthood, where we may have our first experience of being able to make money. Now, sometimes that can be a good experience, sometimes not so much, right? (laughs) There's sometimes just different experiences that we have around our ability to make money based on our value. So we're going into the workplace and we basically determine our worth by what we get paid. So we then connect also time versus money as well, because in a job, you do often get paid for time. You work nine to five, 
you get a paycheck at the end of the week and that determines what value you added to that business or that company. Mm-hmm. And so then we develop a relationship with what we believe we're worth, right? And it's very connected to our self-worth. Then you may get, you know, into more in bigger jobs. And so you might be earning a little bit more money. And then when we start a business, it's like a whole other thing when we're actually starting to actually physically ask other people to pay us. So our ability to then connect our worth and our value to what we're delivering becomes really apparent. And so sometimes we have hesitations around like not feeling worthy to receive the money, or it could be a, a hesitation to actually earn more. So when you think about it, $10,000 a month is not a common thing in a corporate job, right? Right. So when we're talking about these types of things and, and you know, you might have listeners that actually nowhere near that, maybe you're not even earning $5,000 a month, maybe it's not even $3,000 a month. And you're thinking, God, Christine, you're, you're way out, completely out of where I'm at. And it might be actually related to the evidence that your brain has on what you've been able to make in the past. Mm-hmm. So. Early on in my business, I had a client that came to me that she had come from a corporate role and she was earning 80K a year. And so what she was, she was three years into her business and she basically hit 80K every year. (laughs) And she's like, what is it with this number? I don't understand. Why can't I get beyond this? She was really wanting to hit 100K and she was really frustrated with where she was at. And so when we looked at that number of what that number represented for her, she was like, I've only ever had the experience of having been paid $80,000 a year. Mm. That felt safe for her. It felt connected to her value of what other people deemed she was worthy of earning. And so then she took that into her business, you know, subconsciously. It wasn't something that she realized that she was doing. But after it happened three times, she was like, mm, something's not right here. Yeah. So when we explored it, it was actually like this fear of being able to earn more because she was like, I only have this evidence. Our brain determines safety based on certainty. And the way that it determines certainty is evidence from the past. So it's looking to the past going, is it safe for me to earn more than $80,000? And the brain then goes, well, we haven't done that before. What would happen? Who would I have to be? What do you mean? Like $100,000, that's a lot. That's a big responsibility. What if I can't handle it? Who would I have to be? What if other people judge me? What are they going to say about me if I'm earning a six-figure business? Mm -hmm. Right? It brings up so many other fears and doubts that sometimes we're not even aware of until we take the time to actually explore it. Yeah. Yeah. What are, so when we talk about your relationship with money, are there other ways besides just how much you're making that these subconscious beliefs and fears impact your business? 100%. So there are our way that we charge. So our pricing structure. So what we feel comfortable charging. So that could be our, like if we're undercharging, if we're discounting, if we're offering services for free, Mm -hmm. right? One, I, you, you know, saw that a lot. And still see that every now and then where you may be talking to a new client and they talk, you're talking about the money. And if that feels uncomfortable because you're attaching it to rejection or attaching it to your self-worth, then it can be like, oh, I feel like I have to add more because this is not enough. And so I go, oh, I'll throw in this and I'll give you this for free or I'll discount this. That is a big indicator that there's some money mindset stuff going on. Yep. Um, it could even be your ability to manage money, right? So if you are avoiding like I had a client last year that was literally avoiding her invoices. So was doing all the work, was serving her clients at a really high level, but never invoiced them. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> and I'm like, you don't have a business unless you're being paid, right? And it's like, well, you are literally doing everything for free. Like that's not serving you as well. And so she had a lot of 
what you know stress around money it had you know caused a lot of stress and worry about money when in her household when she was a kid and so now having the conversations with clients about what things are going to be what they're going to be charged at and what they're worth she avoided because she was like that's too scary I don't want to talk about it so she yeah. literally to a client oh yeah yeah I'll send you the details later and then just never did oh my gosh. and like yeah she was like six months behind in her invoicing I was Dang. like yeah so some some of the clients were on like a payment plan redirect like a order direct so that was not an issue she was still getting some money through but there was a lot of invoices like we had to go through and look at how we could structure that and actually address it with her clients because it was like a huge thing so yes it could be managing money then it's about the next fear level up right so when you think about where you're at right now you've got evidence of what you feel safe and comfortable managing and that could be based on past jobs that you've had and how much money you consistently earned in the past and so then when you then start to earn more money, sometimes we see things like overspending or not managing money, avoiding money or hoarding money because we have these tendencies to try and protect ourselves through our relationship with money. And so it could be that we're literally like, <laughs> we don't feel safe with this money sitting in our bank accounts. So I'm going to get rid of it. So if you're having money come in and straight away, bills are coming in and you're sending it out or if like unforeseen things happen or you spend it without thinking about it and consciously planning your structure around your money, then that could also be a hesitation around it. So there's honestly like so many, I could literally go on for ages. Like my money program goes for 10 weeks because there's so much, but when it comes down to it, yeah. So things like that, undercharging, over-servicing, um, yeah. <laughs> People pleasing is another big one as well that plays into that too. Mm-hmm. And yeah, not managing money or stuck on that roller coaster of like always being up, down, up, down, up, down. Yeah. So are there some things that people who are listening today can either start doing or stop doing right now that will help to get them closer to generating that income consistently? So I would start looking one at your business model first up, like do your numbers, don't avoid your numbers. Is it possible to earn the money that you want to make based on the products and services you currently have available? Because if you have a service available that is maybe a low cost service and for you to be able to earn $10,000 a month, if that's one of your goals, and that's not even possible based on the time that you have, then you're already setting yourself up to fail. Yeah. So I would look at the business model. I would look at what your consistent sales plan is right? Having an actual plan in place of how you're going to gain leads, nurture those leads and harvest those leads. If that you don't have any plan in place or no sales activity happening, then that would be a good indication to focus on that. And then thirdly would be to start looking at your money belief systems. So notice where you're limiting yourself, where you're getting yourself stuck in a lack mindset, when you're basically saying to yourself like, oh, that's not possible for me, or there's never enough to go around. There's not enough clients. There's plenty of clients. There's plenty of people that are spending money. Like challenge those belief systems because often what happens is we limit ourselves before we even try. Mm-hmm. I was this to a client last week and she was like, oh, but I only need this amount. This amount. I'm like, okay, cool. Well, that's great. But what is it about you that makes the the next year up not possible? So I got her to write her goal down for a year of what she wants to earn. And then I got her to add a zero on. And she was like, oh, my God, no, I couldn't do that. And I'm like, why? She's like, because I'd have to work even harder for that. And I'm like, is that true? She's like, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) It sure feels true. Right. So automatically she was limiting her possibilities, limiting her abundance by basically saying, oh, I couldn't even ask for that. Yeah. Right. And living in abundance comes in so many different forms that we often just shut off our own abundance just by limiting ourselves the way that we think about money on a daily basis. 
Yeah. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. So we need to wrap this up, even though I feel like we could keep going for a long time. We might have to have you back for a part two. Um, If anybody is listening to this and they're like resonating with what you're saying, they know that maybe they have an issue with money or beliefs about money, their subconscious relationship about money, or this whole entire podcast triggered them. So they definitely need to talk to you. (laughs) What is the best way for them to connect with you or to learn more about you? So I spend most of my time on Instagram. I am on TikTok as well, LinkedIn, Facebook. I'm everywhere, but I spend most of my time hanging out on Instagram. It's just my my space. So you can find me there at Christine Corcoran underscore coach. The profile picture is pink, so you'll absolutely see it. And I actually have, I might send you a link where you can share with everyone. I have this uh, beautiful guide that helps you unpack some of your money belief systems and address some of the money limitations that could be happening within your business. So it's 10 money mindset shifts to supercharge your business. So it helps you work through some of the stuff that we talked about today. And as part of that, you also get a money rewiring hypnosis, which Mm. is an that you can listen to at nighttime to help rewire your belief patterns about money, which is really powerful. So uh, I'll share the link with you so you can pop that in the show notes and then everyone can get access to that as well, if you like. Awesome. That's incredible. Thank you so much. This has been a great interview. I so appreciate you coming on to chat with us and hopefully we'll have you come back soon. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening to the Your Relationship With podcast. If you liked what you heard, we would love for you to subscribe and leave us a review. If you want more information about the Powerful Women Rising community or about our monthly virtual speed networking event, check out the link in the comments. We'll see you next time.